Hello, and welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Ultimate Intrigue. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks what we do on this podcast? Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, we like to talk about games. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess Ultimate Intrigue is the newest release from Pathfinder. It's a hardcover um, with a whole bunch of stuff in it. We're not going to get to everything today. Uh, we'll be starting out with the first chapter, which kind of has the most meaty stuff to get into. Uh, but uh, but I guess before that, you know, we played some uh, we played some D and D this week. Did we? What did we Since play last Monday? Recording, no, we didn't actually. It would be. Uh, um, it would be... Well, it would be Shadowrun, but we didn't stream Shadowrun. Right, but we also the the there was a Hell's Rebels game before the last recording, right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I guess there must have been. Yeah. Did we do the Vigo? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess yeah. You guys rescued Vigo. That was a thing that happened, and then yeah. he murdered that guy in that brutal way that I had been planning for forever. Oof. That was a really clever use, though, from Chucklos of that one ability, though. Yeah. yeah. I was that was uh, I was like close to working. Yeah. You know, whatever. It was. It, it went the way it went. Like, I don't know. At least, I think most of our characters just kind of don't care about the means like we don't have like a paladin with it's like no we must arrest him and bring him to justice i mean you know i i'm sure this is not all that tough to figure out uh but the um the intent is more to show the personalities of the people you're right. rescuing right you know mateo is a good guy he's very he's you know he's very concerned with morality and he wants to make sure that you know he's good and the organization is good and and are doing good things and so you know of course he wants to keep people alive in Mate- and and not mateo uh and vigo is you know, he is brutal, and he is efficient, and he has no time for any fucking nonsense, so of course he's going to murder the fuck out of Kazrani, right? Like, he doesn't give he doesn't give a shit about it. Um, and uh, it's just kind of funny because they played out back-to-back in that in that kind of way. Um, yeah, and, and I, like I said, I, I think it's kind of funny because, like, we don't, we don't have anybody that I don't think cares particularly either way, right? Like, no one wanted to save Kazrani because, you know, that's the right thing to do. Want to save Kaz Rodney because he could potentially be pumped for information, like. Yeah, that's definitely true. Oh yeah, and then you guys, and then you guys asked all your all of your questions at the cathedral. Yeah, Barzlai threw and took the uh, the last question much better than I expected him to. Oh uh, wait, which one was the last question? Like, what did you do that that the queen had to like chain you here? And oh, he laughed oh. it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I like Barzlai Thrun in the uh, in the sense. Uh, you know, this is going to get weirdly political, but he's a lot like Donald Trump to a certain extent where like I really wanted to kind of cultivate that weird ability to just kind of like slough off criticism. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, I guess, uh, I don't know, uh, that, that, that is an important aspect I think to bars light through his character because, you know, you guys obviously, um, Something that I, I've talked about this before in the cast, but something that bugs me about the books is everybody just starts off hating Barzillai, and Barzillai just starts off being like fucking like the love child of Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler or whatever. And I think that that's just it's it's very that's a lot less interesting than him being kind of like connivingly persuasive and charming almost. Right, um, he's, and you he's guys more have of to, a Hitler than a Stalin. Yeah, exactly. I, I I like the idea that you guys, uh, you know, that you guys kind of have to like put the work. You're right. Like, 
like the, the the revolution isn't coming unless you make it come right yeah. unless you show these people you know yeah th- you know this guy isn't what he says he is uh this is this is some bullshit kind of thing and i think that's important but uh yeah well uh how did Shadowrun go oh i guess if yeah, we don't stream uh, it, we should probably should we yeah have... i mean we're probably not gonna stream i it was requested by some of the players that we not stream it i was setting up the stream and then uh Nick and Mark were kind of like, do we have to stream it? And I was like, well, not if you guys don't want to. And then, and then we didn't. So you yeah, know, yeah, you know, it's not the end of the world. Probably best when there are grape fans about. Also, did we? Uh, I mean, you're not playing in Shadowrun anymore, so yeah, that's the other half of it. Uh, so there's less of a, uh, I guess, less of a less of a pull. To be honest, I'm almost kind of feeling that same like draw but that's mostly just because my character never gets to do fucking anything because he doesn't have initiative and his rules are pretty straightforward uh most of the last session was just mark and nick talking out matrix rules while enoch and i just kind of waited uh because mark has first of all mark has 50 matrix turns second of all the matrix rules are very context heavy this is something that i never really kind of considered before but like uh, the Matrix rules depend a lot on what is going on, who, what is happening, and so there's a lot of back and forth. You have to talk. You, you, like the fact that you have to ask a lot of questions of the GM and everything like that, and then it goes it goes back and forth a lot. Uh, means that there's less of an ability for someone to plan their turn ahead of time uh, versus more proactive characters like me who casts spells and Enoch who runs up and hits people, kind right? Of thing. So yeah, it's an interesting uh, system. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I left for, for, for time reasons, but like, I, like it's, it's an interesting game. I think that, so I, I actually did a little bit of searching about Technomancers cause I was playing a Technomancer and, um, a lot of the advice was like, don't play Technomancers your first run through. And if you let your players play riggers, make them use augmented reality instead of virtual reality. Because until you get those rules down pat, they take up so much time. Um, oh, wow. I didn't know that, but uh, it definitely seems to be the case. Um, um. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure eventually you guys will get there. Um, yep. But. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what did you do? do video games? Of, you know, video games. Uh, mostly brushed up on Dark Souls lore and played some Dark Souls. Um I did not actually. I I didn't even know there was like lore. Yeah, I think I mentioned it briefly last week, but uh, it's like I know everything is kind of in the background, and most of the lore is told through like item descriptions, and so it's neat because it makes because there's a huge community that tries to piece it all together and put it all together that way, and nothing's super certain because a lot of stuff are like you know these three sentences like you know oh and the king held all you know the king the king locked away things from the most powerful forces with this ring or something like that. Um, And so people extrapolate these huge things about how, what must've happened in order for this all to come about. Um, And it's neat that way because it's, it's cool to be able to go through and like sit at like uh, sit and watch videos of people theorizing about it. Um, And the game itself has its own kind of difficulty or it's fun in its difficulty. And um, I'm enjoying it, but, uh, I want to brush up on the lore so that I can be just as as astounded because I'm going to play three. Might even stream it when uh when it comes out on the twelfth of this month. 
um, in uh, in North America. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess Dark Souls is uh, you know like a Western RPG that I don't know. I've just never like gotten into or touched, even though that's kind of purportedly my favorite genre of games. Yeah. Um, I've always been very turned off because the thing that's always been appealing to me about Western RPGs is the focus on characters and story and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, Dark Souls, all of the word of mouth of Dark Souls is the exact opposite. Nobody ever talks about that stuff. They just talk about how brutal it is to die over and over again. And to me, that's kind of relevant. Yeah, I'm n- none of the stories at the four, like, if you thought, like, you know, you, are you familiar with the type of people that, uh, that go do you delve deep in the Elder Scrolls lore? Know about the thirty six? Oh yeah, there? I'm I'm familiar with this. I'm I'm familiar with this mostly because of uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's right. lore, which I I have done. I I am super up on. I've never played any of the games, but the, I find the lore yeah, fascinating. Same. And uh, I I've done that. I've done that thing where I watch all of these theories and videos. And oh, Balloon Boy is possessed by the spirit of, and the puppet is the one that put all the you know like all yeah, this stuff. Right. I fell off around um, Five Nights at Freddy's but, uh, three. Um. It, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Four is actually mad interesting. Uh, the the game theorists have what I consider to be the definitive uh, view. I have to apologize for these sirens in every every one of these casts. Uh, the game theorists YouTube channel uh, has what I consider to be like the definitive theory, uh, which I couldn't even like explain. Is, so is that Matt Pat? But okay, yeah, it's Matt Pat. Yeah. I think he's the best of – so I actually don't like him all that much because to a certain extent I think his videos are uh, – this is kind of like a larger gripe I have with like the criticism sphere. But like it seems to be built in, in, in a lot of different ways and not just in games. Like I see this in movies. I've actually been pouring over this one guy's uh, like movie YouTube channel where – and it, his thing is like – his little literal channel is called Your Movie Sucks, but it's fascinating to me because what he does is he goes through these films and he picks out like each individual like logical leap or like you know little thing. People would call them plot holes, but they're not really plot holes. It's just like a character acts irrationally to you know for the sake of plot convenience or you know uh this thing doesn't actually technically follow the rules in the way that it says it follows the rules kinds of things and this is something that i think matt pat engages in a little too much for my tastes uh you know uh where it's a little bit more like vaguely vaguely game themed like trivia night where he's just be like oh the the zerg are a hive mind and then he spends 15 minutes talking about what actual hive minds in the real world look like and it's like i think you might be missing the point yeah. there, champ but. i mean I, I've, I've seen this. he had a video about undertale uh that i saw that everybody was like that's stupid you're stupid um and somebody somebody in in, in the in the thread about it pointed out quite rightly you know you know, it's a theory, and for a lot of it, it's you know, as as, as uh, dumb as or as as sad as it's gonna sound, like a controversial view is going to get him more views. And if it's dressed up in the idea of like this could be a whack ball theory, it's interesting to think about, and it also like gets him clicks, which ultimately is something you have to consider as 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 a YouTube person. Like, is, is this going to like if he says the same thing that everybody else is saying? Then you, you kind of have to dig to these corners to, to to really build that personality on the on the channel. 
Yeah. I definitely, I mean, I definitely like him. Uh, I think he has a great kind of style. I think he has okay kind of, uh, like, voice and presentation for this kind of stuff. It's not quite up there with, like, you know, some of the people who I would think of as, like, the best in the business at this kind of thing. But he's not quite down there with some of the... I, I, another, uh, another guy who does this for movies that I watched recently is a guy named, who does a channel called Renegade Cut. And... His channel is also nitpicky and stupid uh, in a lot of ways where he just kind of, like, focuses on, like, nitpicky bullshit. Uh, Like, you know, the probable amount of people that died at the end of Man of Steel or, you know, like, uh, weird stuff about how the zombies in The the Walking Dead behave inconsistently. You know, this kind of whatever that I just kind of roll my eyes at. But um, he... uh, he has a terrible voice and terrible delivery for this stuff. And it's so boring to watch his videos. And it's one of those things where, like, I want to understand these guys. I want to watch their videos because I do think that there is a lot of insight to be read uh, to a certain extent from what they're saying and everything like that. And I and I, I appreciate that. But Jesus Christ, you know, like, try, try and have some delivery, yeah. please. I mean, on the subject of nitpicky stuff, like, I... As as uh, you, you're probably well familiar with, I, I could sympathize with that viewpoint, and I, I think it comes a lot when like, you know, this this is uh, I usually talk about this in terms of um, uh, Inception and uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, actually, in that like, the nitpicky stuff usually doesn't make a difference, but if it catches you, it's one of those things that like, for me at least, just rips me out of my suspension of disbelief. Is that what did that happen with Star Wars um, Episode Seven for you? Kind of. So with Star Wars Episode Seven, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Um, r- oh, when God. the like Ray's kind of like uh, made, Ray's kind of Mary Sunis was never really an issue for me up until the point that she uses the the uh, the Jedi suggestion when she's in the chair. Up until that point, I can like you know glaze over everything that's kind of happening and be like, well, whatever. The moment she does that, that really pulled me out of it, and that caused me to go back and re-examine everything else that she did, with a much more kind of like critical eye on it. Oh, interesting. See, I actually wouldn't even call that nitpicking because to me, th- that's not nitpicking because to me, that's very core character and plot stuff, right? The plot hinges on Ray kind of just happening to master these powers instantaneously and Ray's character is weak because she has no weaknesses she has no uh flaws right um and so those are those are very core core complaints to me uh but like you know maybe a better uh, example is Inception which is um the top spinning forever never made any sense to me and the first time I saw it I'm like what the fuck are you talking about this makes no sense with the rules and um, and you know, most people didn't realize that, but it, it, for me, it like just stuck out. It's like, this makes no sense at all that like the rest of the movie, I was just looking at it and be like, that doesn't make any sense. And that doesn't make any sense. Wait, why does it, why does um, it make any so sense? So the rules for a totem like... are that a totem behaves, uh, uniquely for you because it's got some sort of like, since you were the only person that knows the qualities of that, of that device, um, it's, uh, uh, it behaves specifically for you, and then when the person tries to const- the the dreamer tries to construct it, it constructs it differently from it, so you can tell the difference. The I think the best example for this is um, the gambler's loaded die is loaded in a way that he only knows, and so 
the dreamer when he constructs it is going to construct it with a set of default values which is most likely going to be an unloaded die right so he can tell the difference right right a top net a top doesn't spin forever in the real world you give it a set of default values it doesn't spin forever and so the only way it right. works is if the top spins forever in the real world which is also impossible Right, because you couldn't force the dreamer to force the top to spin forever, which is yeah. totally possible. And so, like, wow, that I, wow, yeah. I never and thought so that. that bothered but, yeah, that that I caught that so early that it bothered me so much that I couldn't enjoy Inception. Um, but so I so I so I, huh. I, I sympathize with that kind of like if it, if an inconsistency catches you the wrong way, it can it can dull the or ruin the experience the the whole experience. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand that. The thing, I'm very forgiving of that kind of stuff because at the end of the day, right, like I'm very, I'm much more concerned with, uh, you know, I'm much more concerned with plots and characters and themes and all this other kind of stuff, right? Uh, So, you know, to go back to that Man of Steel uh, thing, there are a lot of people who are turned off by that movie because at the end when it's it's Superman versus Zod, they just like rip metropolis apart right and there are people who watch that and they're like there are thousands of people die you know like there must be thousands of people dying here right why is superman not saving them why is he just punching zod uh zod to hell uh and by the way to be extra nitpicky about it superman actually doesn't first of all superman isn't responsible for those deaths second of all superman doesn't like they never view any of that stuff most of metropolis appears to be evacuated by this point um and uh and third of all i the point of that fight scene has nothing to do with you know like the rest of the people in metropolis right it's all about the fact that zod has lost everything and he just wants to you know he wants to kill superman right and uh, and all of that collateral damage is the only way that superman is is the way that zod keys to superman you there is no way this ends except for my death which is the fulfillment of all of superman's fears established way back in the beginning by jonathan kent right um and so to me the culmination of that character arc and that storyline is so great right i think that is i think that is awesome i think that's very a plus uh a plus material and so yeah okay in the real world sure if you throw a person through a building and we're watching these buildings like fall all over themselves i'm sure people are dying but that's not the point right that's not that's not what what matters here and it's kind of you know it's missing it's missing the forest for the trees so to speak isn't that kind of like one of the central tenets of batman versus superman though yeah, well, I th- and I think Bat. Well, yeah, but Batman Superman is written after the fact, right? I think Batman sure. Superman is almost written to assent to uh, to kind of apologize for that. Uh, and hey, I think that's clever. I think that's great. And I think that the same thing is happening, by the way, to Batman Superman. Um, oh man, see, I've got a lot of responses to this, but like, I feel like I feel like I don't want to get into it super hard right now. But we should. Maybe we'll do a special episode at some point. We should we should one hundred percent do a special episode because I have so many things to say about yeah. that movie. So I, I watched uh, uh, I watched Man of Steel the, the 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 day I watched Batman versus Superman. It was interesting seeing kind of the whole thing, um, and so I I think at some point we should definitely do we, we should do that soon, but we should not do that now. I, I, Fair enough. Uh, because this is, we're talking about games. Let's talk about games. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll like edit all that out anyway. Uh, anyway, anyway. I'll let it ride. It's still interesting. Fair enough. Uh, so we're here for Ultimate Intrigue. Er, Switch gears. (laughs) Well, Um, well, Batman, you might say, 
is a vigilante. And That's the true. first class in Ultimate Intrigue is the vigilante. I mean, I you know, I, so, I I don't know that I've actually ever said this, but I am a ridiculous hardcore sci or uh, well sci-fi fan, but comic book fan for the listeners out there, right? I'm a huge, huge comic book fan, always have been, uh, and so. It is ridiculous how many times I sat there reading the vigilante class and I was like, wow, they just want you to be, they want you to play a superhero, right? Yeah. They want you to do all of this Batman stuff that Batman can do. They're giving these kind of OP rules uh, to certain, like on, in certain instances in order to have that happen. But, yeah, you know, I, I got that feeling too, that, that some of these rules seem a little bit over the top. In, in fact, to be honest, I, well, so here's the thing. I actually agree with that, but I also think that it's kind of clever uh, in the sense that, um, just like as an overview, I think actually the vigilante is not that great as like it's so situational, right? It's very, very, very powerful, right? There's a lot of power baked in here, but you really have to, you know, jump through some flaming fucking, you know, hoops, uh, blindfolded on a motorcycle in order to really tap into that full power uh, versus somebody like, uh, you know, like a wizard, right? Who just, kind of, you know, a, wiz a wizard is just always powerful, yeah. right? Uh, and a vigilante in certain aspects is more powerful than that wizard, but it's tougher to unlock. So, yeah. So, but like my, my first impression upon reading the class is that this would be like a party of vigilantes in a campaign that takes advantage of it. Like a, like a, a say like a, 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 an Avengers or a justice league style type of game. Um, or even like in a campaign, like I, I feel like a party of vigilantes would work for hell's rebels even, um, but I feel like you really want almost everybody to be one. That way, every that way you can play to both sides. Um, I think it'd be a really cool game. But I think playing a vigilante in a party of normal players is is a little bit of it would be a little bit weird. Um, in most cases, I I actually agree with that too. I also think there are just a lot. I think for more than half, maybe more than seventy five percent of Pathfinder games, uh, like Pathfinder AP. The vigilante would be terrible. You know, I I would never want to do a vigilante for Iron Gods or for, yeah. you know, uh, a giant slayer. Or Rise or, of the Rune Lords, like, even, I don't think. Exactly, right? Like, you just... It's really perfect for a game like Hell's Rebels, right? Uh, it would say it's really perfect probably for, like, Curse of the Crimson Throne, which is all set kind of in that one city of Corvosa. Uh, I it might work for Hell's see, Vengeance. I think you could make it with Kingmaker to a certain extent. Kingmaker is sandboxy enough that you can make a lot of different yeah, stuff yeah. work, but I actually think that you could make the Vigilante work in a really neat way in that game. Uh, I kind of like the idea that like your social identity is like, oh, I'm the I'm the fucking king. I'm the face of the fucking whatever. And then your uh, you know your your Vigilante identity is you know Captain America, but for whatever your nation is. <laughs> I think that would be really clever, uh, but. Uh, anyway, I guess, you know, I don't know. I guess, uh, let's, let's, let's get to it. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with, uh, uh, let's start with the basics. Uh, hit die at D8. Seems about right to me. Yeah, it seems pretty straightforward. I, I'm a little wary of, see, this is, a part of this kind of makes me wish they did uncouple, uh, hit die from base attack bonus. Um, part of me wishes that there was a way that it could be D10 for the Avenger and D8 for the Stalker. Um, 
but honestly, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I think that trading out the D10 for the D8 for the other power the Avenger gets, I think is is, is fine. I, I see what you're coming from, but wait, there's an Avenger power that does that? No, 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 no. Meaning, meaning that, uh, like, your Avenger has access to en- to enough other power that it justifies getting less hit points. If- oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, I, I suppose I, I, I find it a little bit weird because certain classes, there are certain classes out there that feel like D8 classes, like gunslinger should be a D8 class. It shouldn't be a D10 class, but it's a D10 class. Right. Um, uh, I would make the same argument for something like, uh, uh, well, maybe I wouldn't make that argument. I was about to say, you know, I, I kind of almost see the argument that, uh, Magus, uh, should be a D10 class, but, um, I don't know with the Avenger. I also think I also think that something the Avenger has going in for its in, like for its favor is that it has better uh, armor proficiency. That medium armor proficiency is actually a pretty big deal. I think uh, because as most power gamers know, as as our Captain Crunches will remember, uh, breastplates are the best uh, the best armor in the game, and having that unlocked for these guys is I think a pretty big deal. Um, but. Before we get too f- much further into it, we actually haven't talked about what an Avenger even is. So maybe yeah, maybe true. we should go through the rest of this stuff first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do do. Start, see, I didn't even um, think about starting. I have no idea if starting wealth is like normal or abnormal. Yeah. Uh, but the class skills—it's a meaty list. There's a lot in there. Uh, and then six plus in modifier. I think this is important. It's a very class yeah. uh, skill based uh, class, as far as I see it. And not a lot of not a lot of uh, reason to take in, um, uh, in, in the base class at least. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, a lot of the archetypes switch up the skill stuff, which is. Uh, I noticed that as well. Uh, the uh, a lot of the uh, like the spell casting archetypes. Yeah, yeah. Were, no, actually, it's kind of it's kind of funny because if you were, if you looked at the playtest at all, um, uh, the 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 some of the spell casting types were were one of the specializations rather than being an archetype. Um, I guess to limit which types of archetypes you could combine, but uh, that's just a little you know. Uh, different um trivia but yeah that's you know i i think they wanted this class to be very diverse um with the archetypes and there's a ton of there's a ton of archetypes in the in in the in the archetype section um i think they i think they did a fairly decent job with it and i think i think being willing to just uh flip the skills around really um really enables that yeah that's definitely true i think um all right uh, weapon armor proficiency, simple and martial weapons, light armor, medium armor, and shields. Seems about right. Yep, I like it. I like it a lot, actually, mostly because um, they enable some ways for the 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 rogue version, which we'll get to, uh, to unlock the power of medium armor, um, which is kind of nice. I don't think you you don't think of most rogue classes as being able to take uh, more powerful armor sets like medium armor uh just because they um the armor check penalty kills it you know what i mean and they need stealth they need acrobatics they need all this other stuff right and so uh i think the the a a neat niche that they open up with the with this weapon armor proficiency is like the kind of 
uh, you know, like the more armored, the more tanky, uh, like rogue archetype. Yeah. Uh, but then I guess the meat of the class. So the dual identity is there's a lot to it from a reading perspective. But what it boils down to um, is there are when you play a vigilante, you have two separate personalities. Um, anybody who watches, by the way, uh, watches our Hell's Rebels game would actually kind of understand a little bit about that concept. Uh, you have your you have a one social identity, right? Your Bruce Wayne, and then your vigilante identity, your Batman, right? Um, and there's a couple of different mechanics to you know pop between the two. Uh, and you get different advantages or disadvantages based on which one you're in. Uh, the most uh, you can hide yourself from scrying is like is a little advantage to get. Um, and then there the the dual identities uh, have different alignments, which I think of honestly is kind of a little bit of a weird. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think I think this is the alignment system bending. Um. Which is which is a little weird. Like I, 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 I have issues overall with the alignment system as it exists. I think this is kind of like a, a way to have like, you know. A a a relatively normal or like like you know like a law abiding citizen with like a, because most vigilantes are kind of like, in the strictest sense, chaotic good because they're going around the law, to to enact change. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of the the uh, the concession that that that's supposed to be there, or some something to that to that end, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I I get it. I get it because to a certain extent, you know, like we I think up uh, Clark Kent is lawful neutral or is lawful good, right? But Superman is probably neutral good. Right. In comparison. You yeah, know yeah, what I, I mean? See that. And I think that I don't know. That's uh that is I, I think is a little bit I way. think a little bit more 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 straightforward is like Bruce Wayne is something like chaotic neutral. Um or no, he's 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 a philanthropist, I guess. But like he's always kind of like a playboy, whereas the Batman's very gruff and like oh the law type of Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Though it, it does get a little bit weird because Batman has a good relationship with the cops. Yeah, uh, man, this makes me. <laughs> you don't understand how hard it is for me not to talk about Batman Superman. <laughs> I just keep thinking about it. Uh, for those, for I've for, uh, cards on the table, people at home. I've been really hyped about that movie. I'm a huge DC fanboy, so. Uh, yeah, I, I, you, yeah. Anyway, uh, but so yes, I, I, I see where you're getting, what you're getting at. Yeah. I think the alignment system isn't quite. I like the alignment system for its shorthand, right? right. But it's not quite robust enough to really like handle the nuances. And I think this is kind of. Uh, uh, I agree with you that I think it is a. Like it, it, it's a natural conclusion to that weakness, rather than uh, you know, to to the actual social yeah. uh, social identity vigilante identity itself. Yeah, I, I think this is mostly here to keep somebody to keep that guy at the table from being like you're lawful good, you can't do that. Um yeah. Um you know. But that's, you know, that that's that's what that is. Um but I think I th- I think it's 
I think it's cool that they point it out because it the implication is that you can you can have this kind of disparate identity. Um, actually, I think I think probably well, well, there's an archetype for it, but we'll get to it later. Is a Bruce Banner slash Hulk type situation. Um, I actually, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. There's a lot of archetypes, but but I, I, I don't expect that we're going to touch on every one. But I have a lot of archetypes that I think are interesting for the other classes. Uh, and uh, I definitely think the archetypes for the Vigilante are all pretty neat and interesting in their own ways. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I guess the only other mechanic that's really important about the dual identity is, is how you have to, like, swap between them. Takes a minute. And everything, like, it takes a minute and, like, you have to, like, you know, maybe you apply makeup or fuck up your, you know, hair or, you know, kind of whatever. Um, yeah, my favorite part of it is, like, even if you can change real quickly, it also requires getting into the right state of mind. So it takes a minute. You have to, you know, transform into, you know, the caped crusader. <laughs> I do kind of like that. I kind of like the idea that somebody just sits there with like their mantra or kind of you think like, mm, no, fuck, mm, no. criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot, and everyone's like, uh, all right, you wanna you wanna help? You wanna help the fight now? Like, yeah, and pull, pulls off his pulls off his glasses and he's good to go. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but uh, and so as a part, oh, and so another mechanic that's actually its own class feature, which I don't quite understand, is uh, the seamless guys, which uh, gives them a plus twenty circumstance bonus to appear as their current identity, which is just like I can't help but read this and just be like, I know why you put this in here, Piezo. Like, come on, really? Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's kind of like. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's just it's just so obvious, but it's one of those things where if you didn't put it in, people would totally be debating about it in the rules yeah. for like eight fucking centuries. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Somebody is like, if you see him change, the rules say that you can't tell, so you you can't identify him as. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> what? What? Which one is the disguise check? <laughs> like you know. Um, Anyway, uh, and then we have social talents, which are one of the two big, big, meaty, meaty class features. Social talents are like rogue talents. They're like, uh, uh, what's that? What's that barbarian one? Rage powers, right? Uh, they're they're. I, I love these kinds of class features. I think that they're great. I think that they allow for a lot of customization um, for people and for their characters. And um, social talents are all basically RP bonuses. Um, most of them are for like skill things and there are so many that it's kind of tough to talk about uh, all of them Um, I I think some of the ones that that, that need highlighting are like Renown because a lot of the abilities yeah you basically have to take I don't think you have to that wasn't in in line I don't think you have to but it's for a a lot of essentially like the uh, the character fantasies that a vigilante fulfills you want to take Renown um, and Renown essentially lets you be famous. Well, yeah, the thing, the thing about Renown, I get why Renown is in the, in, is in here because if I do choose to play a vigilante in a kind of globe trotting game, so to speak, like, uh, like Giant Slayer, Renown is not very useful to me because I'm moving from place to place and it's yeah. a dungeon crawl. Um, so I might as well just not even, you know, not even fucking worry about it. Um, 
So I get that. Uh, there are there are a, a couple of really neat ones though. Like I like Case the Joint, where you know you go to you go to a place in your social identity uh, and just kind of hang out there for an hour, make a knowledge engineering check, uh, and then when you come back in your vigilante identity, you can. Um, you know, you can re-roll a skill check well, kind of the, uh, associated with that. I feel like this power was featured in Batman vs. Superman. Really? Huh? In the in the the, the party? Oh, I oh. guess he doesn't come back oh. as Batman, so I... Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't go back... Because he's in Lex Luthor's house, and then he goes yeah, back to Lex the Luthor's lab. Yeah, it's the lab. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, spoilers. Wow. Um, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, it's in the trailer. Oh, oh, you, oh, fuck, right now the kryptonite's not. Spoilers, oh, shit. It's not, uh, it's no, it's no, not the kryptonite. kryptonite it's a green exo-mineral. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. It's honestly, to be honest, it's tough for me with this movie because... Uh, First of all, I read a script that was actually pretty different, but it was two years ago. Uh, I read a script that followed a rough skeleton, and then uh, I've been keeping up with like the you know like the filming and the set and everything. So I actually knew almost everything that was going to happen in the movie, uh, just because I had spoiled myself by you know uh, being a huge fucking fanboy and looking this stuff up. But uh, yep. So my my brain on what is and isn't a spoilers, what's in the trailers, what's not in the trailers, is a little bit off kilter. Uh, compared to the rest of the world, I suppose. Yeah, I got spoiled by R4chan. Um, oh, really? What did they spoil? Um, actually, it, w- it wasn't completely accurate. They also spoiled episode 7 for me, which pissed me off, but... Um, Oof. Spoiler alert, Han Solo dying? Is that what they said? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and, well, actually, okay, actually, actually though, R- just... R4chan went over the whole thing. It's like, you know, Han dies, Kylo Ren's his son, and looks in the film for about 15 seconds. Um, which all happened. Oh, okay. I, I called kind of two of those three. Uh, I I mean, yeah, but it's really t- it's really tough for me to call the Han Solo thing a spoiler because it was so predictable, yeah. right? Like you were you, you were just walking into that and just like, and this is where Han Solo dies, and this is oh. where Han Solo gets Obi Wan because clearly that's what they're alluding yeah. to. Um, but, uh, but uh, anyway, case the joint. Yeah, uh, is uh, <laughs> um. It's, it's, I, this is where I think the Vigilante is kind of at its coolest, if not necessarily its most powerful. Um, I think that this is a, one of those things where uh, uh, I, later levels, I think a Vigilante will destroy this check, right? And if you can make this work at later levels, you because – so another rule, is, or another rule is for every 10 by which the check exceeds 20, the Vigilante gains an additional um, re-roll, right? So you, as, as if I'm reading this correctly, you can keep chaining rerolls, right? If you're like a level 12, 13, 14, right? That's, you have a good shot at just continuously rerolling these fucking, you know, these checks. And that is power, right? But I also think at the same time, it's not like you can go chase, you can go case like the Goblin Fortress in your social identity. Right. right? Like, there's going to be, you know, we, we wouldn't have been able to quote unquote case the joint for uh, any of the dungeon in book six of Iron Gods, uh, even if we would have been able to do the quote unquote uh, dungeon, the, the palace in book five. So it's another one of those things that I think is really cool, but not necessarily that powerful because of how situational it yeah. is. I agree. Um, I think the uh, the everyman chain um, is it's okay. I think it's neat, but I think it's it's also it, it's the power the 
The level at which you get that power seems a little bit slow. That was 100% what I was about to say. I think it's way too weak, almost, uh, for that that purpose. Level 17 to get any guys, uh, which basically allows you to disguise yourself as specific people, including, right, like, high-level, like, basically celebrities. That's the... I, I agree that it should be somewhere in the teens, but it should be in the high teens, uh, or rather in the in the mid teens. Yeah, in the high teens. I think right? specifically every man should be a lot lower. Like every man should be mm-hmm. like five. It's at eleven. Yeah, that is that was crazy to me. Um, I I feel like I feel like it should have a slowish progression than what it does have because I think you get everything inside of six levels. Like it feels like it should be twelve levels, right? But um. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the Everyman Chain. I like how some of the, uh, some of the perks level up with other ones. Like, I like the, how the celebrity perk, uh, social talent levels up depending on what level of renown you yeah. have, right? So if you have great renown, you know what I mean? Uh, you are that much more famous and so you have that much more celebrity to kind of, uh, toss around. Yeah. I don't know. See, I, I some of the other some of the other pieces here also uh like double time uh or like uh what's the I think uh, in in vogue. These ones kind of bug me a little bit because and maybe this is just because of the games that I play, right? The fact that I play in games that are kind of relatively they they they're, they're more um they're just less common right you like you don't think you're going to see uh you don't think you're going to see crafting rules gms typically don't force you into you know the eight hours of a profession skill kind of thing right like that's i i don't know it's right i like those for I, I like them for the character fantasy right like i like being able to you know be a you know, a, a blacksmith superhero kind of deal, or like a, you know, a chef superhero, like, like, like I, I like the, <coughs> excuse me, the acknowledgement of that character fantasy, but I think I do agree that they make you spend a lot of social talents to kind of get that fantasy up and running. Yeah, I think that's true. I also think that it's just like that kind of thing is awesome, but it really shouldn't be systemized. Um, in this in this way I, you know what i mean like it's kind of pasting mechanics onto rp when really i think it's better to just allow the rp of uh yeah i, I feel like this is like you know like the, the that guy type of thing right you know if you were like well i'm i'm a famous cook by day and you know a vigilante by night something you're like mm, you don't have enough time to do that you have to spend at least eight hours preparing meals and then you have to sleep <laughs> yeah i mean that's exactly i mean that's basically what kenzo was doing at the beginning of fruit lords right? right uh but like you know because nobody in our group were you know jackasses and mark was fine right we didn't really ask that question yeah uh, I, I think part of this is like the because they built rules about how about how those systems work about how like working a normal job works you kind of have to like nod to it in 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 the in the other mechanics cuz you know like if we had a game where like you like a large part of your time was like doing your mundane job to gain to gain money you would want to have that kind of um 
that kind of you want to have the ability to deal with that, and 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 it's right. it's here. Um, and I and I think it's kind of a little bit ham fisted in social talents because that's where it fits rather than like like you you don't want to you know it's not like a thing that you just like put as a base class feature because then that implies that everybody's like a, an artisan instead of being like you know a wealthy socialite. Um, I think it's just it's just a matter of a thing that needed to be there that was just had a far, hard time finding a home so it landed in social talents. Yeah, I, I guess that's uh, I guess that's true. Um, another one, actually, one that I like a lot uh, is actually Feign Innocence, which is the ability to use as the vigilante your social identity, identity to seem innocent of whatever wrongdoing, mostly because, and I don't, I'm pretty sure this is why this interaction is in there, uh, but I love the ability of. Uh, you know, let's say I, you know, we're raiding or whatever. Or, you know, let's say you guys break up. You guys go in, murder a bunch of dudes uh, at at uh, the Salix salt mines where Vigo is being captured. And the Dotari show up, right? Because they hear this scuffle. And so they bust in and you have your vigilante in the back, right? And he swaps into his social identity and comes out and he uses feign, uh, feign innocence. Like, I think that is such a cool thing. You know what I mean? Like, um, that it's just like, this is what, this is kind of like what I think of the quintessential cool, like social talent being, uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. And, and similarly, I think that subjective, like in that same thing, subjective truth is also really cool to me. It's yeah, like, yeah, that's totally the same. Yeah, you know, principle. like if, if a paladin shows up and is like, "Did you murder these people?" the the social the social would be like, "Well, Bruce Wayne didn't, so no." <laughs> I Terry, Terry Bollea doesn't have a ten inch yeah. penis. <laughs> um, there was actually. Like some, uh, I forget what it was. Maybe it was one of the archetypes, but something was like, "This is a professional." Like, there, like you can do professional wrestlers with this, um, which I was oh incredibly gosh. amused by. Maybe it was the ba- some of the base Avengers stuff, but uh, I I feel like you could do that with base Avengers stuff, right? Lucha Luchador. Not well. I mean, <laughs> even like just like straight up professional it? wrestler, right? Like. Kayfabe. Oh, level. like the the fucking like the Rock. I could be Dwayne the Rock. Or, or, or you know, like Terry Bollea uh, and Hulk Hogan. That's amazing. What was the guy Dolph uh, that we saw that one time at Mark's house? Man, that was great. Uh, another one. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I like a lot of these social truth, social talents. I honestly wish there were more. Uh, I think there is a like a possibility for more than they were given. Yeah. Um, they'll fill out the splat books. I'm sure like the next uh, splat, yeah. splat book will have a bunch of vigilante and social talents. I hope they do. I like loyal aid. Uh, I, you know, that kind of stuff, like having an Alfred. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, are there any more that you want to, you want to talk about? Oh, uh, no, a lot of them are very, fill- uh, like Mockingbird jumped out at me as something that's like fairly like like I feel like it's a I think Mockingbird's like in a weird place at the moment, but I thought it was really neat. Just like throwing your voice in your social guys. Oh, I actually do kind of like that. It's 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 cool, but like it's like see what the fuck fifth level? Why is this a fifth level social talent? 
Whatever. Because it because it does a lot of like higher level spell stuff. I think. Yeah, I guess I guess voice alteration is a higher yeah. level spell, or vocal alteration. Um, but yeah. Um, that's the only one I really wanted to point out. Um, well, moving on to vigilante specialization, which is, um, vigilante specialization combined with vigilante talent, I think, are also like the biggest, meatiest parts of this. Uh, Vigilante Specialization lets you choose either Avenger or Stalker. Uh, Avenger is kind of like a fighter. Stalker is kind of like a rogue. Avenger gets a full BAB. um, And the Stalker gets a a Hidden Strike, which is a worse worse backstab when you use it like a backstab, but a better backstab when you use it... um, you wouldn't use it when when uh, when you like use it from complete surprise. You mean how uh, much I think back? is neat? You know, D eight. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. I I like that. In fact, when I first read it, I misread it, and I was like, "You or I really I read the first half, and I was like, no fucking way, no fucking way." You know, they they made a better sneak attack, uh, and then I reread it and realized that, uh, you know, the D four thing. Yeah. Where, when, because I, I definitely think, uh, it makes like snipers, for instance, really strong as, as a vigilante, um, because you're using stealth checks in order to get there. Um, but yeah. And it's also like, it's kind of it. And and it's also, it incentivizes like, you know, the rogue gets into combat and he flanks with like the fighter and that's what he does. This incentivizes right. like. Like a more pure shadows type type footwork, which I think is cool. Yeah, I do. I definitely think that's cool. I also definitely think that it's good because like uh, that is legitimately harder. You yeah, know, that's like a legitimately harder play style to unlock. Um, one of the things that makes I think uh, that makes like the default rogue that dagger rogue is because it's pretty easy to set up flanks in order to get your sneak attacks, but it's harder for you know snipery rogues to get their sniping down. Um, because you have to take a lot of talent, you have to take a lot of talents for it. You have to uh, take some feats and stuff to kind of let it let it work. And but. exactly how sniping works is kind of, and stealth works is always is constantly up for debate. Um, which is you know it's its own thing. Um, so that, that's yeah, definitely. Um, but that that actually the 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 stalker stuff doesn't help with that, but, um. That's like all of what vigilante specializations either BAB or hidden strike, and then it affects which talents you can take. And I think the vigilante talents, um, like the social talents, I agree with you are, are super, super. Like this is where you build your character. Um, and uh, I did feel to a certain extent actually that some of them were. Uh, I, I first of all, I felt that there were more stalker talents than Avenger talents, mostly because I'm pretty sure they thought more along the lines of like Batman than like Captain America. You know what I mean? Like Batman has a lot of moves that uh, you know, just like like it's a little bit more of a fertile like ground to to sow these seeds uh and so i kind of felt bad for the it, it felt like every time i was reading one of these it was uh it was a stalker talent instead of an I, I, talent. I think i think i'm gonna disagree with you but i because i think that you're thinking a little bit too much in the kind of vein that like stalkers are 
or rather that, that, that Avengers are, are like brute fighters rather than being like slightly like, I think you could play like Batman as an Avenger in some ways. Um, and I think that like that, that's kind of minds that you have to go, you have to have going into it. It's, it's a, it's a strength champion and it's, it's, it's a little bit less, less about, um, you know, the, well, I think a, a good example, I, I mean, I'm using Captain America because he's very not stealth focused, sure. but you could also, there's obviously blending the line. Daredevil, for instance, would probably be a, uh, an Avenger more than he would be a stalker. Sure. Right. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of it is also because stuff also kind of felt weirdly, I mean, everything is kind of like weirdly mutually exclusive, um, in the in the stalker stuff because you can't you can only use one type of thing that powers up your hidden strength yeah and so when you're reading all of these talents in a row that are like you can make your hidden strike do this and do this and do this it it you know even though i know in my head logically that i can't apply all of those right uh it it just feels like there's more for the stalker than there is for the avenger um also, I feel like the Avenger. The the other thing I read is the combat skill, which is the one where it's basic. It's basically you can just sub out your you can just sub out for a fighter feat for a combat feat, uh, any one of these levels. And I just kind of rolled my eyes, just like you know, come on, you know, like what a cop out. Um, I, <laughs> I think I think that that's there. I think it lets. I think the important part of of combat skill in particular. Is that it lets you count as a fighter for the uh, fighter with levels equal to your vigilante level for the purposes of that feat. So if you want like weapon specialization or like disruptive, then you can get those. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I also think a little bit of it is some stuff that I kind of wish. For instance, I don't like that the evasive talent is a stalker only one. I actually think that it would be totally fine to have evasive also be an Avenger talent. Uh, in fact, I think it would be kind of cool to have someone who's basically a fighter, but who gets evasion from like a, from like a niche standpoint. That's not something yeah. that I, you can't do that on a fighter kind of thing. Um, same thing with uh, I don't remember what it's called, but you know, like the uncanny dodge one. I think only stalkers can get that. Um, I don't know stuff like that. Stuff like that. It felt it felt that stalkers just got more to me. I guess is what mm. it comes down to. I, f- I feel like maybe that might be true, but I feel like there's a lot of talents open to both of them that it only realistically Avenger an Avenger takes. Yeah, I guess that's probably fair. Um, I don't know. Honestly, and I do like a lot of these. Uh, I like Rooftop Infiltrator, where you can just get a fucking climb speed if yeah. you want. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think it's in great. particular, I like Perfect Fall, um, which lets you just, like, if you're... Oh, yeah, slide down, like, the, the building. Yeah, or or, you know... Um, yeah, uh, like slide down a building or, oh, I'm sure there's going to be an argument like how, how, for how much of the fall the wall needs to be there for, um, it's like, could you jump out of the sky and like, if they're next to a low wall, like not take falling damage? Yeah, definitely. Uh, mechanically, I like some of these a lot too. I like expose weakness a lot. Uh, where you can, uh, use, uh, the dirty trick combat maneuver to throw like you know you throw a bit like dust of cold iron on a fey creature or silver on uh, a lycanthrope in order to reduce their dr which i think is the coolest right like 
what an awesome little talent yeah. that I've never seen anywhere else before. But it's just it's so flavorful. It's so interesting. Um, I think. Yeah. No. Ab- absolutely. Um. One of my favorites is Armor Skin, um, which you alluded to a little bit earlier, which is. You don't take armor check penalties for uh, light and medium armor, um, and then you. Yeah, I think that one is basically one hundred percent necessary for for Avengers. Sorry. Wait, say that one more time. I think it's one hundred percent necessary for Avengers to take that. Yeah, um, and you could also take it on on a, on stalkers to get like the. The, 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 I think it's also necessary for stalkers. Like, absolutely. Um, yeah. If you want to use, like you were talking about earlier, medium armor. Um, and I think it's really cool that you can also get heavy armor specialization, which lets you use it for heavy armor for Avengers. Which I, Yeah, it really bugs me that you can't unlock uh, moving at full speed until 16th level, though. Yeah, that's bugs fair. bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> which, I don't know, maybe that's unfair uh, to a certain extent, but I don't know. It's, it just, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I, I think that's that's just a necessity of, uh... You know, now that I'm actually looking at it, more of these are actually open when I thought... I thought Pull Into Shadows, which is the one where you can basically do that Batman maneuver, right? Where, like, you grab somebody and you, like, whisk them into the shadows and, the, and he's like, Oh, wait, Billy? Where did you go? Billy, right? Kind of thing. Uh, that's actually not unique to Stalkers. Actually, Avengers can take that one, too. Um... Which I uh, I didn't realize. Yeah, I think uh, le- like Lethal Grace is is pretty standard. Um, I'm just kind of going through them right now. Yeah. Oh, I love Living Shield. I think Living Shield is the coolest uh, because it really, you know, it's like in those Batman Arkham games where you grab the guy by, you know, like you grab the guy by the neck or whatever, and you kind of whip him around so that he absorbs the damage on, um, uh, on on like instead of you. I that stuff is very quintessential like superhero stuff to me, uh, which I think works i think that really works for uh for the mechanics they have with it yeah i i think mad right like you get pounce mad rush is pounce um i think that's pretty awesome at 12th level um i I, (coughs) excuse me i really like the way returning weapon works um oh yeah i like that one a lot too um you know it's like if you use ammo you never run out of like if you use a throwing weapon that's ammo like shuriken you never run out of it and then um, if you use throwing weapons and you're, the first one you throw is magical, you can apply all those bonuses to the rest of them, which is just like, what? Like, yeah. That... I mean, I, it's totally there for, like, the, the Batarang. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? I think that's what makes that work so well. Um, that's kind of like the fantasy that they're going for. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But I still think it's, I still think it's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. I also, I just think the mechanics of that are super good. Because it's one of those things, I also, I'm always kind of, in a certain sense, like, I think throwing weapons uh, are a little too, like, they're just not good on, they're just not good. And so this is one of those things where, like, they give you enough of both buffs, but, like, quality of life buffs as well to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, I also like shadow speed that you can just fucking, you're, you get extra 
10 feet of movement, which is nuts to me. Um, God, that's so good. Oh, and, and Shield of Blades. See, this is the, this is where I really think that uh, this is where I think Paizo's kind of like outdoing themselves. Shield of Blades is one of the coolest talents I've ever seen. Right. First of all, you gain power attack as a bonus feat, right? And if you already have power attack, you can swap it out for something else or whatever. And whenever you take an attack uh, or full attack action, if you're using power attack on each one of those attacks, right, you gain an AC bonus equal to the penalty that you're taking for the power attack, which is, it is so flavorful and mechanically interesting I love it. I think it and it's uh, it's a great blend of mechanics and uh, and flavor. I think uh, to to come up with a really yeah, just neat. I, I think it's just straight up a, a better version talent. of Shield of Swings. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I also uh, like that the, the way it's worded. The only thing that bothered me about that one is the way it's worded. Worded is uh, if you. Uh, use power attack on every attack to make a melee attack. It's like, when can you use it for only some melee attacks? I don't think that's possible. Like, maybe you go back. Yeah, and... I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I, don't know, I think that's weird. But um, on on the shield of talents, I really like shield of fury because it's like, if you want, yeah, same thing. If you want to be a shield bash dude, this is great, right? Like. You don't have to invest in getting fucking two weapon, like, you know, in enough decks to get two weapon fighting. Um, you can just fight with your shield as a cool dude. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think the dex penalty, uh, like where you have to get a high dex to do two weapon fighting, uh, kills a lot of builds for me personally. Because I like, you know, I like, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it's well done. I think it's well written. Um... I think a lot of some of these later ones are pretty neat, too. I like Throat Jab, uh, where you can effectively uh, silence someone for a round. Uh, like, they can't cast spells yeah. if it has a verbal component or whatever, um, which is just super cool. Um, Sniper is excellent. Like, every class that has a feature like this, it's like you expand the range that you can sneak attack from by 10 feet. Sniper's just yeah. like, well, whatever. Any fucking Within, distance. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy, too, because of what I mentioned before, where, like, if you're properly sniping, you're getting D8s instead of D4s, as long as I'm reading that correctly. Right, like, um, and, you know, bows have, like, like 120-foot freaking <coughs> range increments. Yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. And it's not even, it's not even your range increment, it's just any distance, it's yeah. at all. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, have you ever seen that clip from, it's one of the animated Justice, or animated Avengers things like uh hawkeye shoots an arrow at a dude that's like three buildings away and uh ant-man standing Ant -Man on the, on and, it, and yeah, jumps up famous. and punches them in the face yeah. like that is from avengers earth's mightiest heroes which is probably the best one of those cartoons uh that like the marvel guides have ever put out yeah uh, and there's also some of these that you can you can clearly see the inspiration like strike the unseen yeah, is your daredevil go yep stalker sense that's a spider sense right like <laughs> yeah um me uh one of the archetypes is like uh just to jump ahead a little bit like the wild soul archetype one of the options is arachnid and it's like yeah i know i know uh, I, re I remember, well, I I remember the, yeah. the first time i like looked at it, i'm like 
All right, Bear Falcon, I get that. Spider, why would you want to be Spider? It's like, shoot web. It's like, oh, oh, it's Spider-Man. The worst part, though, is you can't even climb on walls to, like, fucking level 12 yeah, or something. Like, like, it takes... I, I It's cool, but I would never in my life play one. You have to get to, like, level 18 before you can even do a quote-unquote web swing. Um, and even then, the rules for it are kind of rough. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's kind of shitty because... You can get a climb speed with, with, with Rooftop Infiltrator. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it makes me sad because I no, I, no. I really like the idea. Um, But, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, almost... I actually like Vital Punishment a lot, too, where, first of all, you gain Vital Strike as a bonus feat. Second of all, whenever you're going to make an attack of opportunity, you can Vital Strike on it, which I think is the coolest. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then honestly, there's really not all that much left because there's unshakable, which says, you know, half your class level to DCs of attempts to intimidate you, which I think is just, it's like low power, high flavor, um, startling appearance. Uh, so when you catch, uh, an enemy off guard, completely unaware, right? Um, you're, they're treated as flat-footed for the rest of the vigilante's turn and then it go and then they also have a minus four to attack you and then that increases to frightening appearance where you demoralize them and the last one stunning appearance where you literally stun them for a round um every uh boo uh couple of levels every six levels um, after that. and then v- vengeance strike is your standard kind of op capstone that no one ever gets yeah, an OP capstone that no one ever gets, but I actually think it's kind of interesting. I like that you get that, like, choice aspect of uh, you can choose how you want to, uh, you know, if you want, you can just stack for a plus 20 circumstance bonus on your next attack roll. Or, if you want, uh, you can stack for, what would that be, 15d6 of precision damage, right? Like, you can just keep stacking this however you want to kind of make it uh, make it work and to kind of mix and match. Um, yeah, or like a plus 10 to your critical threat range. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> um... And it's, and it's, and uh, if you're an Avenger, it automatically confirms. Like, what? Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty rough. Um... And then stalkers can apply two uh, vigilante talents uh, or hidden strike talents because you know that's that's how that's how, that's how standing you know, on oof I can do two sneak attacks. Yeah right. So that is uh, I guess that is the vigilante base yeah. class. Um, um, I think we should skip to the vigilante archetypes before we go over the other archetypes. I feel that one hundred percent. And if we if we run out of time, we'll 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 just do the other archetypes in the next episode. Yeah. Uh. So the vigilante archetypes, which are all super neat, uh, in my informed opinion, I actually think a lot of them suck in their own ways, but uh, they are all neat. Um. The first one is the brute, which is literally just the Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah. Your uh, your vigilante identity. You increase one size uh, thing, and you can't. But you're kind of raging almost. And you can't uh, control. Um, it seemed like it had a lot of uh, drawbacks. That yeah, like a little bit more drawbacks than it gave you benefit because it doesn't give you any like 
bonuses ex in, except for like the size bonuses. It gives you those size bonuses, and I do think that the the talents that they have linked with it are good, right? Uh, I think you, there's the awesome blow one, uh, heavy punches, um, which basically makes you, you know, monk unarmed strike. Uh, and then total... Oh, sizing equipment is also good. Total destruction. Uh, these are all just very... These are all strong, uh, strong brute talents to take. So I feel like that's where see, the power is, really. See, I feel like sizing equipment is, like, something they should have given the the Brute for free. Like, I get that they want Bruce Banner to tear his pants, but, like, every other class that gets, like, a sizing thing lets the, lets the, the equipment automatically size with them. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, they do mention that magic stuff sizes with you, even if it's not supposed to, right? You don't have to have sizing equipment for it to size up with you and not do any damage, but you just won't get the benefit from wearing that armor. Yeah, anymore, but I think that's kind of like awkward. I don't know. It feels it feels like that like sizing equipment is I feel like they could have gotten the effect by giving the 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 brute sizing equipment for free and just had mundane equipment tear. Yeah, I think that might yeah, I think you're right. Um, but it's neat. Um it definitely like it definitely fulfills that flavor. Uh so Yep. For for playing, you know, for playing the Hulk kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but I don't think there's much else to say about that. No, I it probably it would probably be the one that I I feel like I would play if I would play any of these archetypes. I could see myself play a brute. It's it's interest. It's very interesting, um, and it's less straightforward than some of the other ones. I I think that um, uh, like you know that uh. Some of the, the, the baser things that's interesting from, like, a design standpoint is you, you know, is we were talking about earlier, uh, the alignment thing. The vigilante alignment has to be chaotic. Um, and uh, and then his fortitude save is better. Or rather, it it switches his fortitude. It, I, I, I don't remember what the uh, what the base one is, but the, um, the it makes the fortitude save the good save. Um as opposed to the reflex and will save. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um Like again, that that's also like a like, you know, I feel like they took a lot of power out of out of the the brew to not give back as much, but it's but it's especially cuz you have to succeed on a really high will save to pop out of your brute thing. Yeah. 20 plus half your brute level when you don't have will save base like that's 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 real. That's rough, yeah. you know, to come uh, to come off of that. But I don't know. I guess I see what you're saying when I actually like think about the nitty gritty. Yeah. But uh, moving on, there's the cableist, which is this weird blood based version. That's also a spellcaster. See, I get, it's yeah, a witch. I get this one. It's it's basically a witch, but I actually don't like it all that much. Yeah, uh, mostly because. This I feel I I like this spill blood bond of blood these talents that you get, uh, but I wish they were cooler or better. Yeah, than they are. It feels very weak to me. Yeah, I also feel like there's a re this is supposed to be referencing a hero that I don't like. There's a reference that I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I uh, it feels kind of like uh, someone like spawn yeah you know like one of those uh those hardcore heroes i was really hoping that we would see something uh, like something i was thinking 
when I saw um, the Bond of Blood, you know, where you get those D6, I actually think that's super neat, right? I love the idea that, like, you, you know, you deal some bleed damage, you get 1D6 temporary hit points, right? But the problem is, the you can only get Bond of Blood once an hour. So you get 1D6. That's it. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. That just feels really weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, on the plus side, I think that, uh, that, um, uh, what's it called that, um, for all, all, there's a, there's a handful of, of these archetypes that you get a familiar. I like the idea that the familiar also gets a, uh, a social identity. A social identity. Yeah. (laughs) I like that a lot too. Uh, I, I saw that. Um, I like, I like the blood, blood horror. Um, yeah, that one's that one's solid. Um, but shadowy appearance seems kind of weak. Seems pretty right bad. compared to like, uh, uh, say, Blood Rager or Arcane Blood Rager constant yep. displacement. Uh, I also like uh, I like Shadow Jump, but I don't like that Shadow Jump uh, has an effective level of vigilante minus six. Holy shit, that's weak. Uh, I feel like Shadow Jump itself could be kind of its own its own thing, but jeez. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that uh, that's the Cabalist. I get what they were going for. I just kind of think they kind of whiffed it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Gunmaster. Ver- same same thing for me. To be very honest. boring. Um, yeah, it's they just combine a couple of lackluster. Uh, Gunslinger stuff. I get that they kind of have to keep it light for balanced reasons, but man, it feels really light. It kind of feels like no one would ever take it. Yeah, it feels like you lose a lot because Gunmaster replaces your Vigilante specialization, which is not so bad on its own except that it cuts you out of a lot of cool talents. Yep. Uh, Like, I feel like if you could, like, pick one but not get the effect or, like, and just, just so you could, like, take the talents it would make this much better yeah yep i'm certainly with you there um Um, i just you know the the talents that you get are just weak you know you dead eye once per day yeah and it's you know and like it's that's it that's it you dead you dead eye once per day you and then dead eye by the way isn't the uh isn't the good one it's not dead shot i guess where you combine your full attack into one bullet dead eye is where you hit the touching yeah well it's it's dead eyes dead eye is the the quote-unquote good version or is the the issue with the dead eye here is that he doesn't have a resource to spend on it like he doesn't have points like a gunslinger does he doesn't have grit yeah that's true and so like they had to limit it like this and it just doesn't work out super great and you get more uses of it but you get them super slowly and i don't think it's you don't have like the regen mechanic that that, that gunslingers have yeah i'm surprised they just don't get a grip i thought they would get a small grip pool. yeah um, you know, like there's a couple of those where like your grip pool is just like one or two points or something like that. Like it's one point, but it can refill. So you're kind of, you're, you're kind of, uh, yeah. you're much less powerful, but it's there. I don't know. I thought I, this one's kind of a whiff as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, it's also, it also doesn't really introduce anything new. Everything is basically the exact same. Yeah. Uh, 
as what uh what the gunslinger has uh magical child which is I, I, i'm told an anime reference like an referencing an anime genre that i don't quite know or understand have you ever seen sailor moon I guess no, I haven't. No, it's 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 it's, it's spot on supposed to be like magical girls genre. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Um, it's, okay. I, I'm sure you you have to have seen something in popular media, like the super long transformation sequences where like a song plays, and like the 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 person goes into like it, it becomes a silhouette, and then like different the parts of their costume grow on them. Sure, I mean that's like Power Rangers, kind of, yeah. But yeah. but like it's it's I'll, I'll I'll send you I will send Buddy a YouTube link and I will link it in the description of the Sailor Moon transformation. The uh, yeah the thing about the magical child is that there's this weird thing with the animal guide. I get like I get the transformation sequence thing or whatever that obviously the animal the I animal guide is, is is another magical girl staple. Yeah, it's just it's not something that I uh, it's not something I don't partake in anime all that often, so I'm a little bit. Uh, out of the loop. Um, I I think it works. Uh, um, I think it's cool that they get like the summoner spells. Like I think that's neat. It's very uh, different. Yeah, and they do power up their. Uh, oh, by, you know, by the way, can I just talk about how adorable that jaguar is? Yeah, but uh, uh, and I do like that their animal guide levels up pretty quickly and pretty powerfully. You know, they, they get the improved familiar and all that stuff for free. Yeah. I, I think that that's – I think it does exactly what it wants to do super well. I'm actually super happy with Magical Child. Um, uh, Mounted Fury, not going to lie, I kind of looked at this one and was like, it's the Mounted version next. Yeah, I honestly didn't uh, – I did not take all that much time because it seemed to just – copy oh, copy paste a couple of cavalier abilities um yeah i don't know stuff that i didn't quite care about they're doing this a little bit more when it comes to archetypes and to a certain extent i appreciate it and i like it but to a certain extent i also it is not a lot to talk about like, yeah it's just like i mean the next one is the exact same thing psychometrist basically imports the occultist see uh see the thing i i was gonna say i really like the psychometrist because it's going for like the gadget user, right? Like I think, yeah, I think yeah, Batman's fair. a psychometrist. Um, with slightly different flavor because it's a cult powered, but like, I think they they want to do the gadget user, but use the existing rules for it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's pretty sweet, uh, and it works out pretty well, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd have to go. I actually, well I need it. to go back and look at, look at the occult powers for it but I, I think it's actually a a cool and clever way to handle like the gadget superhero in a decidedly you know like in a high fantasy game gadgets are not usually a thing that show up type yeah that, that's yeah well, well sometimes you have like tinkers uh and artificers and stuff like that and i like those classes yeah uh but they they, they typically are very tough to systemize uh, and I have yet to read an artificer or a tinker class that makes that really fulfills that like itch that I, f I feel people have to kind of play that like steampunk yeah. engineer, right? Uh, I don't know. That that's something actually I would really like to see from Pathfinder. Yeah, a lot, um, or a, Paizo. a lot of people thought that that's what this class is going to be, and I I think they did well with this class without hitting that, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, a lot of people. I remember reading when people thought that this was what it was going to be like. 
Um, then we've yeah, but you know, then we've got the uh, the uh, the warlock, um, which is yeah, the warlock which is plays super, a lot like uh, a three five warlock. I actually like the warlock a little bit more than I otherwise would because I think Mystic Bolts is actually pretty robust. Yeah, no, actually, um, I think. Honestly, I think the social talent aspect of this kind of doesn't fit as well. Like, like this feels like it could have been its own class. Or, like, maybe even, like, a Megas archetype or something. Yeah, I feel that. I actually like the Warlock 3-5 class uh, Yeah, no, I, I, I did too. I love it a ton. I think it's really well well put together. It's, it's, it's um, like the, uh, it's, I feel like Warlock has always kind of been, like, the video gamer's wizard. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely, I agree with that because you, you, you know, having your basic attack be that whatever hex bolt thing is called. Yeah, um, and and having like a you know. a pool of resource rather than like uh, rather than like per day, that was always the biggest yeah. disconnect. I, I I am I am with you one hundred percent there. Though to a certain extent, uh, I I agree with people who think the witch is the modern incarnation of the warlock, which is hexes are. Yeah. They're they're like they're not DPS focused. They're not like as DPS focused the way that the Warlock blasts were. But I, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the Warlock a lot. I like these Mystic Bolts. Uh, I think the uh, I think the Magus list is a little bit weird. Oh no no no! They don't use the Magus list. No no. They do, they cast six level as a Magus. Okay, but they the, they use the Sorcerer spell list, which I think is a little weird. But you know, it's not it's not a game. It's not an. Well, I'm curious as to why you think that's weird. I, I, it's not a, it's not a six level spell casting list, so I don't think it's built for six level spell casting. Oh, okay. I um, see what you're saying. In this, in, in that way. Um, see, I, I always thought about it as like the Magus spell list was the wizard sorcerer spell list, but with restrictions to kind of keep the more powerful, like the more powerful six level and under spells away from the Magus. Oh, really? I always thought about it the opposite way, uh, where the more powerful, uh, where they down th- this actually happens for the hunter, and which is really it happened what I a think lot about. for the, the 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 chained summoner. Um, I oh yeah, that's true too. Yeah, um, where where they uh, down level some of the more powerful spells, but I don't think they do that for the magus. Uh, yeah, I don't think they do that for the magus either. Uh, I just think of uh, I think of the like the six level spellcaster progression should have it should be it should be crafted. Uh, right, like it should be its own its own kind of thing because you know the type of game you're in when you're getting your six level spells as a warlock is going to be a different type of game than when you're getting your six level spells as a wizard. Yeah, um, and the spell lists are balanced around that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I feel like they could have given him the mega spell list and called it a day, um, but I think the 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 wizard spell list gives him a little bit more f- flexibility. Um, that's fair. That's fair. I think you really only get to those kind of like you really need to super fine tune the spell list when you when you get the four level spellcasters because they're all super weird. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's necessary. It was in the uh, it was in the um, what's the what's the thing called the uh, the playtest version of this where you could choose between warlock and crusader to get these spell lists, and I think that it's handled better. To have it as an archetype. Yeah, I agree. Uh, rather than a specialization. Uh, especially, I actually like a lot of these warlock talents. Um, uh, especially elemental armor is really neat. And social uh, simulacrum is also pretty neat uh, yeah. in general. No, I think social simulacrum is, is really cool. Um, 
uh, social sim- simulacrum for for people who might not necessarily have the book. You basically create like a clone of yourself for a short duration, so that you can trick people into thinking that you're in two places at once, right? Like you create, a, and it's only of your social identity. So you say like, okay, zap into you know existence peter parker and send him to the party and then when spider-man shows up everyone sees that peter parker and spider-man are both at the party at the same time they can't possibly be the yeah. same person um uh speaking of spider-man uh let's move on to the wild soul uh, unless you had anything else to say about the warlock it, no yeah. no i'm down yeah the the warlock is uh we're, we're down we're the, down. the wild soul in a See, I think this is neat because it doesn't actually get rid of the Avenger Stalker dynamic. You get to, you get your Avenger Stalker, and you get a choice of either uh, Arachnid, Falconine, or Ursine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know, like I said, Arachnid seems weird until you remember that it's supposed to be Spider Man. Um. Uh, do do, and then you know what? Shoot webs. I feel like shoot webs is like not super great. I like I get what they're doing with it, and I get what the reference is supposed to be. Uh, it seems real weak to me. Yeah. Uh, mostly, I think the constitution modifier thing kills it. If that was not your constitution modifier, I think it would be okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but uh, it, because it is, it just like. And I and I understand why it is your constitution modifier because it is theoretically webbing from your body or whatever I guess kind of sort of whatever, um, but uh, it just it's a weird it's like a weird stat to pump for this class uh, in order to get more uses and better uses out of your shoot webs. Yeah. Uh, and then at level twelve you get that web specialist, which is where things get cool, but it's also at level fucking twelve. 12. Yeah. Uh, where you can get the you know the climb speed of thirty feet, um, uh, and you can uh, use webs to actually web swing. Yeah. Uh, well, web uh, web swinging happens at level eighteen, which seems way too late. Wait, what? You can do it on level twelve. No, web swing is part of webmaster. Oh, I, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. But at level 12, it allows you to shoot, like, I can shoot a square and climb oh, yeah, up Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just mean that in that in general, where you can climb on your own webs. But yes, Webmaster level 18 allows you to web swing while moving, going from rope to rope uh, at your base land speed. So, you know, Spider-Man, it's the Spider-Man one. Yeah. Uh, the Falconine, the Falconine one is neat to a certain extent, um, but uh, you can be Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah, yeah. The weird, I, it's weird to me that they have the uh, the feathery uh, wings under their arms, kind of thing, like these wing flaps. Um, I don't know. I like that you get to fly. I think uh, this one makes a certain amount of sense. Getting getting kind of a natural flight speed at 12th level makes some sense to me. Uh, and, uh, you know, powering that up at 18th level also makes some sense to me. I can see myself playing this one. Yeah. Uh, because I think, you know, flight is totally a superhero thing. And this is how they're, this is how they're baking that into the class. So, you know. Yeah. 
I think I think Earth sign is just I think bears are always pretty cool, and like you know this doesn't speak to me as any particular reference, but it's like I'm a bear, I'm gonna go fuck some shit up. Yeah, it is very straightforward. Bear, fucking shit up. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's not much. More I to wish say he got bear that. form a little bit earlier. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that some of the stuff is a little bit weak. I don't like the claws being one d four points of damage. I understand, but it's also weak. Yeah, to me. Um, same thing with the bear jaws being one d four points of damage. That feels like it should be one d six to me, but. Yeah, I feel like the reason it does that is so that because when you get all three of them, you can claw, claw, bite, and around because you're 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 attacking like a monster rather than like a like a player character. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I agree with you there. Um, and there might be a way to improve that damage using like feats or something. I bet there's like some some like monster you can take with like natural attacks or whatever. Uh, to strengthen that that aspect of it, um, but yeah, uh, zealots. Um, unless you add anything else about, uh, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, zealots are, I think they were called crusaders before. Maybe I'm just misremembering. Um, but they're the divine version of the warlock. Uh, in my yeah, they're they're they're, they're like cleric slash paladins. Uh, yeah, they also get an Inquisition, I think. Yeah, they get yeah, they get Inquisitor stuff. I think they get uh, a, they get a st- so it, it's really kind of like a catch-all because you can you can get Channel Energy, you can get Stern Gaze, which is an in- in- investigator or instigator Inquisitor thing, and you can get a Smite. Yeah, um, that's mostly what it is. It's like you you pick a god, you get an Inquisition. And then you can, like, uh, you can do some divine stuff. Um, I yeah, think, I uh, think, I, I think a power symbol is neat, but I don't think it's that neat. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I like it, I like it more for the flavor yeah, than yeah. anything else. I don't think the, the mechanic is very good or useful. Um, uh, though I, I'm not a big, I don't, I don't know these spells. Like I'm sure that someone could coach me on how consecrate, desecrate are good. They're, they're, they're uh, decent against undead, but mostly they're just kind of like, like, like wooden wanderer has consecrate. Um, doesn't use it much, but yeah. Mo- it's mostly good for like, if you're in like an evil church with evil stuff, you use consecrate to kind of nullify that effect yeah uh i mean i like certain stuff i like stern gaze i love stalwart i wish stalwart was a bigger thing right but um, so stern- it kind of as fortitude uh fortitude so, so stern evasion. gaze is is an is a neat thing but it's it's just an inquisitor feature oh is it yeah. really i didn't know that much about the inquisitor so that's that's probably why yeah um I think the inquisitor feature might be a little bit better but it's you know it's 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 straight up just an inquisitor feature yeah. Um Yeah. Um that's pretty much it for the that, that's it for the the vigilante archetypes. Yeah, I guess this just kind of became a vigilante review. Yeah. We didn't quite get to anything else. <laughs> yeah. A, a few a few off comments about Batman Superman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um it's uh, it's funny cuz I I 
uh, when, uh, when, uh, I think both of us at various points listened to, um, uh, No Direction, um, or not No Direction, the, the other one, uh, 3 5 Pirate Sanctuary, um, now known as Private Sanctuary, but back in the past, it's, it's another podcast, D&D podcast, um, one of the guys that used to do the base podcast, the Private Sanctuary podcast, um, mm-hmm. they were going over, they would go over classes, and the first thing he would ask is like, how is this class like Batman? Um, and this class is, 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 you know, straight on, everything is like Batman. Well, this class basically Batman, is Batman, yeah. so... Um, we got that going for us, which is nice. But yeah, so next time we'll talk about the other archetypes and the feats, and hopefully we'll get to the other systems. We might even have to do a third episode on this, which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to tackle, obviously, especially for players like us. Yeah, I would say. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what what's up this week, Butteroo? There's uh, Rune Lords on Monday. Uh, Hell's Rebels then, on Wednesday. Yeah, and then Hell's Rebels on Wednesday. Um, when this uh, podcast goes up. Rune Lords will have been yesterday. Um, Hell's Rebels will be tomorrow, and then Shadow or no, it'll be Rune. Yeah, I, I guess we're not streaming. Sh- I'll, I'll have to talk with Nick. We might not stream Shadow Run uh, just like at all, depending on what he wants. Yeah. To, uh, how that how, how we want to handle that? Yeah, but the the Monday after this cast goes up should be Shadow Run. Oh, right. Like so, we don't we don't we wouldn't announce that if we're not streaming it. Right. Yeah. That's that that makes sense. Um. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, if you want to tell us what you think of the Vigilante, if you think it's the greatest or the worst class ever, you can email us, uh, us at somederpsplaygames at gmail.com. You can follow us at twitch, twitch.tv slash somederpsplaygames. Um, we have a YouTube channel. We have, uh, Twitter accounts that I'll put, that I have links to in the description. We've got a Facebook group. Comment on the SoundCloud track. Give us five stars on iTunes, I guess. Not that I actually check <laughs> iTunes. Um, Are we listed on iTunes? We're listed, we're listed on every major service now. Nice. Um, See, I'm so good at this that I even know that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.